0: most of the time you think you are thinking, but in a sense, you're actually listening. Because you have this in your mind, it's just like, you think you're listening, but it's just you're, you're recalling memories, and it's just like, your brain's a tool, you know, your ego is just like reminded you of things, like, oh, did I pay the bills? Did I, you know, did I go to the gym? Did I call this person? It's just like, it's just a feedback loop. It's just telling you, you're in this conscious state, but it's just like, in the background, it's just telling you shit. It's the most craziest roller coaster you could ever imagine into your own psyche. And it's just like, you have to have, you know, strength, willingness, and all this kind of stuff. Because you don't want to be like this half zombie doing half ass kind of work. Like you want to be in a state where you're like, okay, I'm grounded, I'm 100% here, and I'm willing to like, give forth, bam bam throughout the whole day. Body,
1: mind, empowerment. Get stronger, faster, smarter, quicker, friendlier, more helpful, more driven. Everything the body needs. Control your mind. Welcome to the Body, Mind, Empowerment Podcast. I'm your host, Simland. And today I have my friend Alan Demoratsky on, on the show. <laughs> and uh, we're, we're going to talk about how to continuously improve yourself. So, Alan, I want to welcome you to the show.
0: Appreciate so much brother. So what's going on guys? So you can find my YouTube channel Zen fit philosophy how I came up with the name So Zen kind of stems from the Buddhism perspective and then fit like in fitness and then philosophy I still haven't put that much fitness kind of stuff into my channel But more in a sense kind of just focus on self-improvement And I know on YouTube it's the huge thing everyone wants to do self-improvement and all this kind of stuff They know it's just I'm making my own place my own channel, so it's just like I can push out my thoughts, my philosophy in a sense, so yeah.
1: Yeah, like social media, it's very good for that, you know, having your own own place to spread your message and uh, your ideas. But uh, your Facebook profile actually tells a different story. It's uh, Alan Musashi. Why would you call yourself uh, Musashi? Well, I, I
0: just for a sense like I know that a lot of times when we look into philosophy, maybe it stems from you know from the Europe or, or Western culture, but I've always gravitated toward Eastern culture, whether it's you know Confucius, Lao Tzu, or even just the samurais. And um, you know Masashi was a great samurai. Interesting philosophies on life or even death, and I think that's something you just see in the samurais is that they accept death willingly. They they don't hide from it. They don't run from it. Like in Western culture, the idea of death, everything we do is to run, run away from it. You know, we dye our hair when it starts turning gray, like we're actually younger. It is just like, why do we do that? You know, we we kind of run from the idea of that we're eventually going to come to an end's peak in life. Well, in in Eastern philosophy, you, you kind of embrace it. You look every single day of how can you confront death? What could you do in your life that you know? death in it it of itself is not scary but to live actually is to be scared you know like to to be in fear of just like you know what if i don't reach my potential in life and then i think that's one of the worst ways to come to a point in in uh close to your end terms of life and seeing like man i didn't accomplish anything i didn't set the goals that i wanted to and i just kept on saying you know what i'm gonna do this tomorrow and the next day and you just like pass and it never happens and I think it's just, like, embrace the present moment and follow through with it, you know?
1: Yeah, like, the the biggest anxiety of existence is the fear of death, in a sense. Oh, yeah. And, and, and we should also, like, uh, uh, come to terms with wh- what Musashi is or who he was. Well, basically, like, Miyamoto Musashi was a 16th century expert swordsman in Japan. Mm-hmm. And he, he won, like, over 60 duels to the death. So, back then, there was no child's play there was no training. oh yeah like he won all of his duels. there were like over 60 of them and most of them were like actually like three to one or five to one combats. so he was like this undefeated warrior and uh, and he's actually even today he's like a national folklore hero in Japan. yeah, yeah.
0: and, and what's interest, interesting, he always you know fairly like something he pushed on is just stillness of the mind, like being very still. And just like our minds are, you know, monkey minds so sporadic in and our thinking, and just like that philosophy of like being able to just sit down and allow that monkey mind to just go crazy, wander, 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 but then just eventually just to narrow down and be still. Man, like definitely, I think to this day, he's still one of the best
1: samurais, hands down. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's also like the idea of uh, not being afraid of your own thoughts in a sense the reason why, why you experience these mind, might these like monkey mind and uh, distractions is like a means of distracting yourself from the things you actually need to do and to also face your own fears in a sense like the biggest fears people actually have is actually is to you know sit down in a quiet room with their own thoughts try to silence your mind then your mind will inevitably start to It's going to try to bring up something to bring Mm -hmm. more chatter into the... Most of the time you think you are thinking,
0: but in a sense you're actually listening. Because you have this in your mind, it's just like, you think you're listening, but it's just you're, you're recalling memories. And it's just like, your brain's a tool, you know, your ego is just like reminded you of things like, oh, did I pay you the bills? Did I, you know, did I go to the gym? Did, did I call this person? It's just like, it's just a feedback loop. It's just telling you, you're in this conscious state, but it's just like, in the background, it's just telling you shit. And, and you know what, once you become attached to it, and you think that's the actual thing that's running the software, it's just like, that's when you start running into errors that's when you become very impulsive you make not the best decisions you know a lot of times you might be in a situation where you just minds like you know what i really don't trust this person or you're like in situations where you're just kind of being like skeptical it's just like you know it's just it's just a wave in the ocean you know it's not the final form it's just you have to write it out and when you're in a state with clarity you know like 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 there's another quote where it's just like if you look into water and it's all scattered you won't be able to see the reflection of the moon but once it's calm you'll see it perfectly you know wow. and that's what it does for it, just
1: clarity yeah it's it's true like it's very easy to get attached to the immediate thing that is right in your face like the mm. or the thought that you experience or to get lost in the heat of the moment but if you dig really deep if you start you know peeling the layers of the onion and you're gonna discover like what what the actual cause of the thought is why you feel it, certain emotions and uh and whether or not they actually have any ground for meaning at all, these same principles of personal development can apply to the they're they're quite similar to the principle of martial arts as well of this mm. continuous growth and improvement, and they can be applied to you know every area of your life like health, fitness, business learning relationships, and so on So have you heard of this of the concept of uh, kaizen
0: mm mm-hmm, mm-hm
1: uh, it, is it toyota that uses
0: that as there or is it? As the, the CEO, I'm not,
1: correct? I'm not, so, I'm not sure. I, I only know that like, it's this uh, Japanese word for uh, uh-huh. continuous improvement of progressing and uh, growing. I think they use it in Jap- Japanese business, banking, and practically, practically the entire society. I, I, I think it was either Toyota or
0: Honda, one of those, they use that, and they like, the CEO, that's their philosophy, is
1: incremental
0: productivity every single day, small micro changes that eventually in the long term will be on the macro scale
1: yeah like I like to think of it like something of uh, you know one percent better every day or something if you try to you know improve upon what you're doing every day then of course you might may you may not be able to grow as fast as you would like, but you're still eventually gonna make some progress I think, it? And I think this kind of philosophy is great for uh, ensuring that you won't become stagnant as a person or you become too too uh fixed with a fixed mm-hmm. mindset. you're gonna keep growing and uh you know, expanding your mind no matter what, even if you have accomplished in these kinds of uh, great successes or if you have achieved something uh, worthwhile, you still have to, you know, put in the work after you've uh, done something. Like Musashi said, you know, you master yourself and then you start honing your craft towards uh, mastery, in a sense.
0: Mm-hmm. I, like you said, said, the stagnation part, like that is right away what, you know, you a man or a child like that separates people completely it's like what you do every single day you know mentally physically spiritually like if you combine all those together and you're integrating that on a daily continuum it's just so important like for example like cold showers like you don't want or even just cold exposure like jumping in a cold shower being you know owning up to that changing your biochemistry putting yourself in that state of mind and accepting it even for myself like when i'm driving a car people hate driving with me because what i'll do because i don't like being in a continual state like you know when you're driving a car for so long you kind of feel lethargic and you just feel like cramped from just that same temperature i'll continuously even in the winter i'll turn on the ac as cold as it can get or even open the windows and then turn on the heat all the way so it's like my body is continuously changing even be- before in the morning cold showers it's just like gradually putting yourself in environments where stagnation doesn't happen. Because we all been in those situations where your room's super warm and you're just like, your brain starts getting fuzzy and you're just getting tired. It's just like you have to be always finding some way to just adapt. Because the more adaptable you are, it's just like any situation that arises mentally or physically, like you'll be able to adapt it better. That trains you mentally. To sit in a room that's almost 200 degrees or, and just sit there and be like, I'm fine with this and I'm just going to embody this heat and be like present in it, it's just like, that's a game changer, you know?
1: Yeah, it's right, like uh, your body is always trying to maintain homeostasis. The same applies to your mind as well. You, you want to stay comfortable, you want to stay, you, want, you don't want to change because it's difficult. But if you bring this contrast, you bring different uh, fluctuations and variation into, the, into your life, then it's going to bring more you know more more it's gonna bring make you feel more alive and it's gonna make you grow more so maybe let's talk about uh, your personal development journey as well when did you start and uh, what kind of changes have you made yeah
0: yeah absolutely i would say i would say fitness just exercise in general put me on the path of you know pushing past mental barriers and like you're at a point where you're just like i'm done and like i can't do this anymore but then like you kind of give in like the first times you start exercising and then it's just like, okay, well, you know what? I don't feel, like, gratified. I don't feel like I've accomplished what I need. So that second workout, you're just pushing it. And it's just, like, this mental game where you're just, like, learning to just push yourself. And even at a young age, like, I did martial arts for 14 years. I did Taekwondo. And there is just, like, I always was a sporadic kid. Like, I was always cracking jokes. Like, like I didn't – I wasn't centered energetically. But, man, like – My sensei, like, he always had a bamboo stick, and if I acted, I was it. I, like, bam, straight in the butt or something. It's just, like, it put me, like, whoa. This guy's not screwing around. Like, you had to just, like, I understood discipline. I know, like, there's a time and place for everything, and I think that gradually, martial arts, then to fitness. But I think the thing that took me to the next layer is once I started using... You know psychedelics in a kind of shamanic context, where I started actually applying it. You know, maybe at first, at first you're like, "Whoa, this is crazy. This is like something good to say." But then, where you're just like, "Whoa, this can actually be a really good tool that I could use to see what's going on in my mind, see what's like, what have I put in the closet and haven't looked at?" And it's just like, it's a great tool, but it can burn you. You know, you like you have to watch out because it is you're playing with fire. But in a sense, from you know, I've close to maybe five six years of continuous psychedelic use I have done leaps like amounts like I can't I can't even fathom the transformation that I had in my life like if I set some kind of question for myself and I went into the psychedelic trip I, I would embody it and just like even if it was you know terror or fear or enlightening just like you still embody that and you come out of it stronger and it's just like it's the most craziest roller coaster you could ever imagine into your own psyche and it's just like you have to have you know strength willingness and all this kind of stuff because like once you take it you, you're not you're you're in it for eight to twelve hours and whatever your mind puts in front of you or wherever realms of consciousness you step into you have to accept that you know and, and experience it because if not it's just like like i said it can burn you like a torch
1: hmm. wow well, yeah I, well i haven't done my these psychedelics myself but i can relate to the idea of uh of fear it's it's the scariest right when you're about to do it or if you're about to make some sort of a breakthrough that's the scariest part and that is also the part where most people they quit whether that be during exercise or i don't know asking <clears throat> a girl out or, or right. you know, taking a cold shower or whatever they're, they're gonna quit exactly at the point where it's about to break and once you cross that barrier then you're actually going to feel liberated. You're going to overcome your fear. You're going to transcend it, in a sense. And uh, I believe Joseph Campbell has an amazing quote from The Hero's Journey, like, uh, "And the cave you fear to enter the most holds the treasure that you seek. That's a very good hack, in a sense, a mental hack, if mm-hmm. you know, that that the fear itself is going to, you're going to overcome it once you, you know, face it. And after that, everything is going to be, become, you know, marvelous, in a sense, almost.
0: But It's interesting, because we always have this kind of, like, precognition of what's supposed to happen and it's just like you're you're let's just say you're gonna ask a girl out or something you have all these thoughts and all this anxiety and you just like as soon as it happens like well shit that wasn't that big of a deal like it was this anxiety that you created that's in your head like like even before like I was just like making a smoothie and stuff and I'm just like thinking about what I wanted like what we're gonna talk about I'm just like you know what just like when it happens it'll happen it just like embrace the present moment do what you have to do focus on the task that you have to take on and then when the situation arises, then make the decision with it because like it's so easy to get trapped in the mind and just like, well, if I say this or if I say that or like you think of all these different pathways to go down, you know?
1: Yeah, like fear is a false expectations appearing as real or something. Right, that's a great book. You're trying to, you're trying, you're uh, expecting something that you're not confident of achieving in a sense you you you're uncertain about the outcome of an event so and and the way you and the way you gain that confidence or some uh, or the ability to face fear is is to go through like reference experience to actually do it and to show yourself or to prove yourself that you can actually do it or or that it's not that scary right right it's just
0: definitely that is to allow yourself to follow through with it and then yet again with that is meditation because like you do have those thoughts arising and if you allow yourself to be you know focus on your breathing and focus on just dialing in within and noticing those emotions like I said it just passes like an ocean wave and then you realize like you know what majority of 99% of the issues in my life you know everyone is just like it's in, it starts here like it all starts here and you hear people talk sometimes they're like you see the reality of the situation you're seeing from an outer perspective and then you hear what they're telling you're like that doesn't match up with anything that's going out there it's just like it's funny to see that uh, you know we've all seen that where people are like you know what i've had such a hard day and all this kind of shit you're like well what happened they're just like well i got stuck in traffic and this and this and someone messed up my coffee order. It's just like dude that's so basic like it's just like it's interesting to see each person's perspective of what triggers their fears what triggers their emotions you know and that's what I started noticing is that once we start dialing into really tuning into what allows us to move us energetically like if a situation arises where I'm getting into like an altercation with someone that I I have to maybe work-wise or relationship-wise like I really decide in that moment like is this worth investing the next five to ten minutes? Because like you're 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 putting your being into it, your conversation, your energy is coming out, have to focus, and all this kind of shit. It's just like, is it worth it? And if it's just like you start realizing how much energy you're putting out, it's like this is not worth it. You're just like, well, okay, you know what? This is not the right time to finish this conversation. We're not we're not meeting eye to eye. Let's figure it out some other time, mm-hmm. where you're more relaxed, unwinded, and in a different perspective. And like if you translate to every dimension in your life, like is this worth putting my energy into? You start really tuning in because so many people in their mid-20s, they think like they're invincible. Like, like you know what? They could work out as hard as they want. They could train. They can go out clubby. They could drink, like whatever. But once it starts realizing like, shit, just like this vessel, this body has a limited amount of energy. And once you start realizing that your thoughts play even a huge role on how you physically feel, that's when it's like a game changer. That's when you start realizing like, oh shit, what I think is actually making a huge difference in my life.
1: Mm. Yeah, like like you said, your thoughts change so much in your body, and uh, your thoughts actually give, give like a meaning to anything. You can literally create a heaven or a hell just with your pure perception of some sort of a situation. Everything is just a matter of perspective and uh, how you look at things.
0: That's so true, and it's just like
1: even... I have on my refrigerator. I have just a
0: picture of my old dog or my and my cat, and I just like every time I go in the kitchen, and I see that I just start smiling. Like I'm so happy. It's just like right away, just an altered state, and it's just like that releases, you know, oxytocin, like that connection chemical, and you're just lowering down your cortisol. Or even if like you're meditating, you want to do like you're, you you want to do a mantra where you're like, you know, you're focusing on your favorite thing, or maybe it's your group of friends, or you're just being like grateful, just being a state of. Repeating something or thinking about it, it's just like you're you're changing your state of being, and I think like that in a sense. Like if people practice that more, instead of just waking up in the morning like fuck, I have to do this, yeah. I have to do that, and it's just like no, just like dial in,
1: like choose the state of mind that you want to experience, because like that's what it comes down to. You experience the same emotions every day, just because it's a habit. You have conditioned your brain mm-hmm. to you know follow <clears> these certain neural patterns, and you follow these certain reactions to those to those events. Why do you think this kind of, uh, you know, Kaizen-ing and continuously improving yourself? Why is it so important? Why the hell shouldn't we, you know, take the path of least resistance and uh, just eat Cheetos and watch Netflix all day? Why why would we want to take the upper road, in a sense? I think that what ha- I think people don't realize how
0: fa- how fast time goes by us. Like I think people don't realize how many people I've met in their forties and fifties. They're like, you know what? It felt like last week I was twenty. And then there's just like, oh shit, like how did I just get to this age? Like 40, 50, haven't accomplished what I wanted to. I keep on telling myself the same story every single day. Well, you know what? I'll go to the gym or I'll start this new book or I'll, you know, I'll go to this country. Just like that never happens. And like we, come on, like even for myself, I still to this day, like I'll say to myself, you know what? I have this great idea. I'll do this like tomorrow. And then it's just like shit, it doesn't happen. And then like I start realizing like, wow, how many times have I said that? And how many times have other people said that? They're just, like, telling themselves they'll do something, but it never happens. And for me, it's just, like, once I say I have to do something, I write that shit down. And, like, even if it's in that moment, I'll start doing it. Like, I'll start doing it just for the fact to get the momentum moving. Like, the physics saying is, like, an object in motion stays in motion. If you're not moving in a sense, like, even mentally or physically, like, in a metaphysical sense, it's just, like, you start – Tear it you just start becoming you know that person that comes home has no expectations out of life. Like, oh, you know what? My favorite TV show is coming out. It's like, why won't you be the hero of your own story and start creating whatever reality you want in your life? Like, that's what it's about. Like, the thing that I do each morning is I sit down, and I focus on what are the three things or like the most important things that I have to do, and then realize what are the like a couple fears. Like, my fears is that I don't become the individual that I want to and like that's you know fear can be a great thing It like pushes in the direction and just shoves reality and the truth in your face and you see like if I don't accomplish this this is the you know the unfortunate of the future it's like I won't get the results that I want and it's just like whether it's just self-development or you know physical fitness or even just the individual that inspired to be it's like I create a goal or or you know uh, a destiny of a sort for myself and if I don't come to it then it's just like i feel that i stagnate and just like for majority of people maybe that's the life maybe they don't want much out of it but i feel that if you become the greatest version of yourself yet again the circle around the people around you will, will start even experiencing that they're like wow this person's changing like what are they doing they like they want a glimpse of that they want to see like how can i be in that state where you're feeling good you, you know you're expressing like every interaction with people it's on a more positive note it's like that's what i want to experience you know mm-hmm. not just be like some couch potato at home claustrophobic not exposing myself to the world like how cool is this like i would have never met you if like if i didn't start working on facebook doing youtube stuff like that this conversation would never happen but the fact that i'm you know pushing the envelope a little farther and we're interacting now it's just like we're, we're learning we're you know we're, we're learning more about each other the world and it's just like
1: that's the kind of world I want to
0: experience
1: you know yeah like I like what you said that uh, at that, uh fear f- the fear is a great motivator and uh, it's true in a sense that uh, you actually need fear before you can be courageous you need to be <laughs> afraid before you can be brave in a sense like uh, <laughs> courage cannot exist without the presence of fear they're like these polar opposites and they actually need each other to to exist, <laughs> in a sense and of course, for me also, there's the idea of standing on the shoulders of giants. You know, thousands, of, thousands, and of millions of years of evolution has has led us to this point where we can Right. each other. Like uh, <laughs> we're we're on different sides of the earth, and we have this magical screen that we can. Yeah, you're a wizard. It's magic, and uh, it's mind over matter. It's phenomenal, and of course, it wouldn't have been possible without uh, these people before us who have. Who have done these kinds of improvements of personal development in a sense you know hunter gatherers in ancient past and uh, different scientists uh, physicists have all they've all contributed to the pool of uh, human knowledge and uh, mm-hmm. you know whenever I think about it you know it it brings more gratitude into my uh, sense of being in a sense you know you, you you can actually start to feel more thankful for it, and uh, you you it forces you to take less things for granted. You don't. You don't have to. You know, uh, yeah. Y- if you think about it, then you, you, you will have to feel more responsible for uh, contributing back to the to those uh, shoulders of giants, you know, as well. So.
0: Mm-hmm. I totally. I think that's like you nailed it right there. It's about you know creating meaning in your life, creating that kind of thing for for yourself, but then yet again giving out like like. I think there's no greater feeling is like you, you have this kind of like light bulb going in your head, like, Oh shit. Like for you, like for example, like when you figured out keto and like, like, man, this is like such an amazing diet, like all these different kinds of, you know, benefits that you get from it. And then like, once you start exposing that out to the world through YouTube, through all your videos and then people start replying back, like, man, this is like fascinating. This is so cool. I've changed my life. I've lost all this weight. You're like, shit, like this feels great, you know? And it just like feeds you and it just like starts changing your being. It's just like, I think that's one of the greatest things is finding meaning in what you do and then giving to the world.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's important to make your own work meaningful in a sense of not just basing it around uh, your personal success, but also contributing back. And uh, I think like success in itself isn't about making money or you know, financial mm-hmm. gains. It's more of like how many people's lives have you been able to change and what kind, exactly. of, a, what kind of a mark can you have on the world? And it may not be that you're going to have to become like Elon Musk who is going to go to Mars, you know, it, these kinds of meaningful uh, contribu- contributions, they can be found in, in, even in, like, the street or in, uh-huh. in, in everyday life. You, you, exactly. You know, someone who is taking care of their children who is dedicating their life to their children that can be their life's purpose in a sense
0: mm-hmm.
1: like like you said
0: you know like not all of us can become Elon Musk and i was listening to this jordan peterson uh, podcast where um, jordan peterson had a client and he was talking with them and they were saying like you know i'm just so depressed like like my roommate is just like so much better than me and just like i just can't get a grip on myself but that that roommate was Elon Musk. It's just like yeah, it's just like when you hear that, like no shit, no shit. You can't be better than him. It's just like he's like one out of how many billion people. Like the thing that he has created, like man, not not too many people could do such a thing. But like what you honed in on is just like figure out yourself, like what you can do. Like my philosophy is like how can I give in the most micro way that it. Yet again, it's just like it doesn't make me expend so much energy that I just like have to change my life completely but just even the fact when you go out like you're at a checkout line and just smiling like you're giving a smiling just smiling to someone like you're giving energy towards someone like it makes them feel better like like once you really start dialing in on that and you focus on like just the fact that I smile can change someone's completely different day I've literally seen like I go to this store called Trader Joe's in the United States and this lady's like, every time you walk in, it's like my favorite part of the day. It's Just like seeing you smile, I'm just like, what? It's just like your being, your being, your essence that you give off, like that right away changes the like, literal reality around people. It's just fascinating.
1: It's a butterfly effect, you know. It's powerful, yeah. So how do you actually do Kaizen? Like uh, what kind of daily improvements uh, do you do? Let's maybe start off with the uh, health and fitness. What, what kind of Kaizen practices do you do every day? I think, for my morning, I think for me to feel
0: at my 100%, it always serves off of what do I do in the morning? Like once I get out of bed, like that gets the ball rolling for me. If I just sit in my bed, look at my phone, it's just like I feel stagnation. I, feel, I don't feel progression. So for the first thing I do is once I wake up, my cat's already screaming, so I have to feed him, and that's like number one. That's just the randomness of it. But so the next thing I do is cold shower right away, change from hot to cold, hot to cold. Then I have an inversion table, and I hang up there for like 10 10 minutes, 15 minutes, and I'll do different kinds of uh, diaphragmatic pelvic kind of breathing exercises, kind of yoga-based. And then I'll sit down, meditate for about 15 to 20 minutes. All depends, relative, depending on the day. And then I'll usually light some kind of essential oil, sage my place, change the metaphysically to actually change the place on a spiritual note. Physically, I have a kettlebell. I'll do some kettlebell swings, 10 pull-ups. And then, you know, 10 push-ups or something in that regimen. So I try to I, – what I try to do is I put in all aspects, mentally, physically, and spiritually. Once I start moving those all in dynamically, it's like that's when I feel most harmoniously is when I incorporate all those dynamics. Like obviously, like, you know, physically moving, like that's great for you. But like I feel like when I connect all those uh, routines together, that's when I'm like at my optimal best. I feel the best. I speak the best, Like I, I, I can go out to the world and just take it on, instead of just like people waking up in the morning, slamming a coffee, feeling like shit groggy and just going out.
1: Mm. You, you know, do. like uh, the first moments of the day, they're gonna dictate the, the course of the rest of the day, like both emotionally, physically and mentally as well, like uh, if you do get wake up and the first emotions you feel are like this, what is this shit and... Uh, uh, <laughs> then it's going to you know roller coaster again, and it's going to lead to more uh, cause and effect in the future. And uh, like said, yeah, imp- combining the physical and mental aspect of it is also like very important in my in my in my opinion as well. Like uh, if you if you bring more mindfulness into your you know let's say exercise, then you're at the same time you're developing yourself. You're killing two birds with one stone in a sense. You're <clears throat> you're if it's not worth it to exercise. If you're still being distracted and uh, and out of out of your own body, if uh, it's going to you know it's going to distance yourself from the present moment. I, I like to do some handstands and those kinds of things. They're like very they develop this present state of awareness in you know, a sense. Of like it's not just it's, it's not your average bench press or something like that. You have to maintain this stillness and concentration at the same time. And I also like to think that it's going to develop more uh, brain cells as well, like neuroplasticity. It's gonna retain your brain's ability to adapt and uh, learn new skills as well. Hmm. That's interesting.
0: Even for myself recently, you know what I stopped doing? I stopped using headphones when I work out. Because I know, like, I do a lot of kind of Tai Chi, Qigong kind of exercises. And I got to the point where I'm starting to of realize that when you're exercising, like when you're working out, your attention and awareness, like when you're listening to the music, it's all up here. And, and I started, you know, I broke my headphones and I was like, well, I just got to train without them. And I started realizing that my breathing pad- patterns are so much better. I noticed that I have so much better diaphragmatic breathing because like when you have your attention and conscious and like your, your awareness up here, you're like, you're listening to the music and you hear it here. But once you take it out, you're just like in the moment, you're present within your own body. And I just like, <sighs> like, wow, I could get so much more breathing. I don't feel as exhausted. It's just like, it's so interesting that you said that.
1: Huh. It's, it's true, like uh, unconsciously we breathe very uh, we breathe in a very you know uh, disrupted pattern or dysfunctional pattern, like most people they're actually mouth breathers, which is correlated with a lot of stress and uh, anxiety attacks as well. So if we actually learn to breathe better through the diaphragm, then uh, yeah you would be much healthier and you would be more mindful as well.
0: Close your mouth while you're breathing like we talked about.
1: You don't want to, you know, uh, just breathe too de- too deeply or too fast. Either it's going to actually cause more oxidative stress or something like that. Right. It's quite sparing with your breaths. And and doing meditation, I've noticed that uh, your breath rate or your heart rate is going to decrease and you need less oxygen to stay awake as well. Mm-hmm. You become more efficient in a sense. Mm-hmm. But uh, what about some rest and sleep? Uh, like uh, I've heard like that you... You have some few videos about how you take some adaptogenic herbs and uh, mushrooms so can you tell us
0: yes um what i do take is reishi mushroom i don't know what in it exactly i i know that there's different kinds of components for different kinds of things but when it comes to sleep i notice that when i get into REM sleep like it is so vivid and just like whether it's positive or negative but there's sometimes once you start practicing kind of lucid dreaming and stuff where it could be in a state where you can kind of have more control in your dreams like when i take reishi mushroom it allows me to be in a state where i start becoming more conscious in my sleep so there's there's been moments where i'm dreaming and i and i wake up in the dream i'm like oh i'm on a beach and i'm just like laying there at the beach and i'm just like wow this is so relaxing and then i realize that i'm going to be waking up in like 15 to 20 minutes and then in the dream state i'm at the beach enjoying the sun and I'm like, ah, like I'm gonna like my alarm's gonna go off soon, but I'm just like resting or relaxing. And then it's just like all of a sudden I hear the alarm clock just go beep, 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 and it just like switches me out of the dream state into this reality. And I'm just like, ah, like super relaxed. But I mean like just just that's like one factor. But what I do use, and I started doing this recently, is um I have a diffuser, like an oil diffuser. And uh, aromatherapy, when I go to sleep, I, I load it up to the top with different kinds, like rosemary, cedarwood, um, you know, lavender, clove, different kinds of things. So when I'm sleeping, you know, it's actually giving my body the anti-inflammatory prospects where, you know, when you wake up in the morning, a lot of times people, they have like, they have to get a tissue, they have to blow out all the mucus. It's just like, when you're inhaling that, it's just helping with all the inflammation and helping your body be in, um in a state where cortisol is not slingshot excessively you're more like yeah cortisol is much higher in the mornings but like if you do have those essential oil factors like you feel like you can gradually get out of bed much easier and then another thing is the inversion table is like before going to sleep doing that for some reason you know, allowing more oxygen to go to your brain it just puts your body in a state where it's just like very relaxed All all the blood flow is just moving and then meditating and things like that but out of all the things, I don't care if you do all those things, the most important thing is just on time. Like, if going to bed at like 10, 11 p.m., like, that's a must. Like, like Paul Check, he says, like, he doesn't care what kind of disease he has, he doesn't care anything that you have. It's like, if you're not going to sleep at 10 p.m. or 9 p.m., he doesn't want to see you as a client, regardless. If you're not doing that, then it's just like, there's no sense of like, if you're trying to change your life, like, that is the structure that you have to implement in your life. Like for me, I'm not like Jocko, whatever the Navy SEAL, where he wakes up at 4.30, he's just like, I have to figure out what works for me. It's like, I have to get that seven and a half hours of sleep. And you know what, like I made a video on this recent, like what's the point of, you know, getting, waking up at 4.30, but but throughout the day, you're at like a 40% productivity. What happens if you got that six or seven hours of sleep, but you're at like 95% productivity that in each, moment going by like you're still giving forth you're still still giving forth like you don't want to be like this half zombie doing half ass kind of work like you want to be in a state where you're like okay i'm grounded i'm 100 here and i'm willing to like give forth bam bam throughout the whole day like that's my kind of perspective on it it's just like dude those micro things that you know make sleep a little better like you know the kind of small little biohacks with essential oils inversion table meditating before sleep but like The most important thing is just get on time. And it's hard. It's hard because, you know what, you're going to lose certain kind of uh, night times going out with people, but it's just like, I like, I'd rather skip going out with friends and just tuning in, going early to bed and just waking up in the morning and dialing in
1: what I have to do in the morning, you know? Your growth hormone and those kinds of things, they actually get released the most during the first hours of uh, sleep, around that 11 p.m. mark. So, So if you continuously skip out on it, then you're going to experience this circadian mismatch and a lot of you know blood sugar problems, diabetes, obesity, and mm-hmm. those kinds of things. They're actually linked to these circadian mismatches and uh, people staying up too late and watching their uh, smartphone mm-hmm. screens in the in the evening. But uh, as far as Jacko goes, then I think I, I I think he goes to he simply goes to bed earlier as well. So <laughs>
0: he said he go- I like listen like he goes to bed at like 10 p.m. like 11. But it's just still like I mean, there's just some mutant people out there. But, but, how's I going to
1: go off? Oh, no, I'm going to give you about 10 seconds to get up and get out of bed. But uh, let's talk about some mental Kaizen as well. Like learning and uh, reading, stuff like that. I, I think like Charlie, Charlie Munger has a quote, like, go to bed smarter than you woke up every day. I think it's also one of the most important aspects of doing something every day that, uh, you know, teaches your mind or develops your mind. you mm-hmm. knowledge. So what books have you been, have you been reading recently?
0: Well, it, for me, it's not recently I've been listening to too many books. Like, for me, it's like I'm usually driving a lot. So for me, it's like I'm always listening to podcasts. Like, I'm listening to uh, Aubrey Marcus, Paul Cech, uh who else? Uh, Grant Cardone, like, different kinds of people. I just, like, when I'm driving, I just, like, it just clicks with me. And, like, at night, maybe I'll read, like, 365 Daily Sto- Stoic, or Aubrey Marcus on his meditation, which is a long ass book. And there's a website that I just found out recently. It's it's called PDFDrive.net, and it literally is just people whatever books they download from places, they just upload it. And I just downloaded like 20 books last night on you know herbs and, and vitamins. And I, I love learning about different kinds of perspective, what they do for your body, dosages, things in that nature. But yeah, I. I would say, for me personally, I gravitate more with podcasts because, like, I can just listen to. It, I could plug it in. I could be walking, things, and that. Like, to sit down and read, like, I have to hone in on my attention, hundred percent. Like, I can't have someone next to me, like, talking and stuff. Like, if I do, like, I literally put in earbuds, like, earplugs, and just like cancel out all the noise. But, um, and, and I usually like figuring out different philosophies of how to change life. Like, hearing other people's perspective perspectives on how they what do they do on the daily content how do they think how do they move on through life because just like a lot of times we think we're doing the things like right in our life like I'm doing the right diet I'm doing the right exercises but then like a year later like what I was doing was just like complete nonsense like you're always like if you're not tuning into other people's perspectives like you're not evolving like even if you still have all the science all the stuff like science is always changing. like the thing that is correct today next week, it might be completely wrong. So it's just like hearing other people's perspectives, whether it's in books or podcasts, like the fact of evolving your perspective is just like, it's a must, like whatever way you do it, whether it's just like you go to the gym and talk to random people and you just want to figure out what, what are their niche or going to a health conference or, or, or places like the, to evolve as an individual, it's like you have to be willing to change your perspective each day. And like, have that as almost like your own homework, like regardless of like your personal education. Because like if you're not doing that, I've had moments in my life still to this day where like I don't listen to a podcast for one day, then the next day and I'm just like, eh, I'm getting comfortable. Let's see what's going on YouTube. And I, like I'll watch some gaming shit. And I'm just like, what am I doing? Like just like, okay, yeah, I'll have my pie. I'll, I'll, I'll like have my little bit of, you know, entertainment, but it's like, okay, let's dial in. Let's just learn. Let's like evolve,
1: you know? Mm-hmm. It's, it's true. Your mind your mind adapts to the to the environment you put yourself into in a sense you're always you're always adapting to the conditions of your environment and uh, if you don't take control of it or if you do it unconsciously then you're you're simply being you're simply being conditioned by others instead of choosing your own path and i like okay. also like what you said that you have to expose yourself to conflicting ideas as well and uh, the idea is to challenge your own beliefs and to think that you know nothing in the sense that your 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 mm-hmm. um, your perspective is, is narrow and limited, which is in a truth is is quite true that because your we have a ton of cognitive biases and uh, things like that 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 deceive us that the that you know the monkey mind is trying to get after us and trying to stray us from the right path in the sense and it is, we have to, we as you know conscious human beings we have to make sure that we uncover our own biases and blind spots and we try to challenge our own beliefs constantly
0: definitely definitely i, th- even, I think like the few things just like that it's just like there's so many people that are willing to bandwagon and attach themselves so hardcore to an ideology it's just like you have to be flexible like even for myself it's just like what i'm doing is just like it's all experimental and on top of the myself it's about me it's about how it's doing for myself it doesn't mean it's going to be the holy truth for someone else like if they start throwing out the diet, like, it could totally fuck them up. They feel like shit, will be, will be fatigued, and all this kind of stuff, lethargic. Just, like, you have to figure out what works for you. And then, yet again, realize, like, your truth is not someone else's truth. You know, science, whatever you can have to prove your argument, but then, yet again, like I said, science is changing each day. Like, what is true today well, could be next week not true. It could change,
1: you know? They thought that the Earth was the center of the universe. <laughs> right? It's very true best example but uh, also like knowledge is very powerful the only way you ac- actually gain from it is when you put it into practice like you said like whenever you have this new idea then uh, you're gonna do something about it and i think that's quite important to to take action on what you're learning because applied knowledge is powerful not just mm-hmm. knowledge you know you would be better off by not lo- not learning if you didn't put it into use mm-hmm. and i think like uh Yogi Berra, the famous uh, baseball player, he has this quote, in theory there's no difference between theory and practice, but in practice there is. That, I, I would imagine that's exactly what uh, Miyamoto Mashashi would also say if he, if he had played baseball, like there's a difference between knowing something and actually doing what right. you're about it. Uh, knowing the path and walking, uh, that's from The Matrix. Neo, sooner or later you're going to realize, just as I did, there's a difference between knowing the path and walking
0: that's that's fucking that's so true. there's so many times where like it's funny to hear people talk about meditation at times because sometimes people just like you know there's all people that just they like feeding their ego like they like putting the persona of just like like, oh I meditate this many hours a day. I've done to this many retreats. it's like, well cool, it's just like that's your own experience. 100%. that's your own but it's like your own journey it's just like I think a lot of times people do like, the flattering effect of like, Oh, I do this. So like, and right away, it's just like bonus points for them. It's just like, that really doesn't change anything. It's just like, it matters what's going on within, like within your own experience and your own path and stuff. It just like, there's a lot of people that just like talking about it and just, yeah, man, it's funny.
1: I think like, uh, it's also important for not just your own personal development, but to also, you know, uh, contribute back to the society in a sense to take action. Like even if you did find this, uh, inner peace and enlightenment would it be worth it if you enclosed yourself into a cave like a monk you know i would think, i would think you would it would have to you know take you would have to take responsibility to actually share to uh, to the world or, or you know contribute back as well and uh, and in my experience like if someone tells me that that uh, i'm too goal oriented or i'm too results driven while at the same time they are not meditating, then or or they like they're not doing some sort of other practices of self-inquiry, then mm. full of shit. In a sense, I think the reason I am striving to become better and to become more aware is because I'm meditating, and uh, that allows me to not take things for granted. And, Very true. And meditation, in a sense, makes me more ambitious, to some degree. <laughs> That's interesting. It's an interesting perspective, insight. I'd say, huh. But uh, do you do, do, like, uh, do journaling or something like that as well?
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, for me, it's just I either have it, like, right here, like, I have it. I'll journal tons of random stuff, or I do it mostly on my phone. Like, if I have an idea, I'll right away plug it into my phone, I'll type one. Like, I have to do it at that moment. Like, I've literally pulled over before, like, into a gas station on the side of the road. Like, if I have an idea, like, or something I have to do, is just, like, my mind is just very quick. It'll jump right to different ideas, so, like, journaling is so important because like if you don't write that down man that thing will disappear and you'll find it next week showing up in your mind like oh where did that idea go yeah. and then, like that's like that's just a commentary like i have to it's just my way of grounding my thoughts like whether it's like meditation too but just like physically putting it somewhere It's just like oh here's this thought onto a piece of paper like it helps
1: tremendously and also like it develops this the muscle of speed of implementation you, you learn something new and if you execute or if you do something about it immediately then it's going to develop the the action taking muscle in a sense you, <clears throat> you you actually structure your brain in a sense to seek out those opportunities to, to to do those things that move closer to your goals and to take action even more so it's like a muscle I then i think it was like 30 to 40 days for it to be in your subconscious
0: so it's just like almost feels like There's no effort. Like you have to push yourself. Like for myself now, like meditating is just like I don't even think about it. Like it's when it's time to do it, I just do. I sit down, turn tune off, and then just like I'm in my zone. Like before it was just like, man, this sucks. It's a waste of time. Like you're sitting there, you're just like, man, this is like not the greatest. Or even if it was like going to the gym at first or stuff like that, or even just starting like a YouTube channel, it's just like I remember the first time, like, oh, what should I make my name? Like, okay, Sunfit Philosophy. I'm like, oh, I'll make a video this week. And just like, it never fucking, and I'm like, once I started writing it down, it just happened. I'm just like, man, it's just like, I see the idea, and it becomes like, in my conscious mind, like, oh, I have to do this. And it's just like, I apply myself more likely
1: to it, you know? Yeah, it's true, like, you have to simply start, and uh, you're going to, you, like like we mentioned in the earlier parts of the show, like, uh, plunge into fear, and on the other side of the fear, you will be, you know, liberated from it. and uh, Exactly. You know, but I'm also going to start reaching the end of the show. Like uh, I'm going to ask a few of my last questions from you. Like, what would be what has been like most practical or most transforming uh, habit or this sort of a practice that you've implemented in your life that has changed your body and your mind? Hmm.
0: I would say changing of temperatures of like external stimulus, so like cold and hot. Like that's been a staple. Just being in a state of changing my body dr- drastically, lowering down inflammation, being in the cold and mentally training myself. Like I'll literally sometimes in a week, three times in a week do ice baths. And it's just like, I do it sometimes more for the mental training. Cause like I have to own that up. Like I have to be there, sit there. And then I have a gym five, five minutes from a house and then a car. And then I just pop in the steam room or sauna. And there's points where like, there's a sensor that's in there and I close it off. And then I cool it down with water. So it like literally gets two times as hot in there in the steam room or the sauna and people start walking out and I'm still in there like doing like breathing exercises. And people look at me like crazy, but I don't give a shit. It's just, I'm mentally training myself because I know that when a situation arises in my life, that state of fear, that state of anxiety, like I'll be able to confront it more due to the fact that I have a practice in my life that. I learned to engage those emotions on a continual basis. Like if I just stay home here and just enjoy this warmth and like all this kind of shit, but when the shit hits the fan and I'm actually encountering life or a situation, you know, the same chemical response where someone's yelling at you, that adrenaline, that cortisol goes up, like the same thing happens when you pop into a cold shower or you're in in a quick dynamic change to heat. It's just like if you learn to physically handle something mentally, you'll, you'll sharpen your sword in your mind.
1: That's cold. Cold exposure is definitely something uh, that forces you to develop not only courage but also makes you, forces you to uh, experience the present moment and to not run away from it, to be still and uh, uh, get comfortable being uncomfortable, which is one of the best skills. So, yeah, go on
0: oh, that's what I was going to say, like, that's kind of my mantra, is, like, get comfortable getting uncomfortable. Like, if you keep on saying that, like, you get in situations, you're, like, those emotions start coming up, just acknowledge that feeling and just let yourself know, get uncomfortable getting comfortable, you know? Mm.
1: Yeah, that's true. Like, also, where can people learn more about uh, you and uh, your channels?
0: Uh, Yeah, so you can find me just on my channel. If you go on YouTube, type in ZenFit Philosophy, and then you you go, all different kinds of videos, whether it's, you know, different perspectives on life, sleep, biohacks, fitness. I'm going to start implementing that or maybe some kind of uh, there's nutrition of a sort. There's, you know, me doing random trips into a forest for medicinal mushrooms and things of that nature. So it's just yet again, it's my journey, my experience of life and whatever pops into my head from what I've learned from, you know, you know, Jordan Peterson or any kind of philosopher or someone that's enriched in the nutrition realm, any of those kind of sorts of things that you can find on my channel.
1: Yeah, definitely. He has a ton of cool videos about uh, harvesting chaga mushrooms I've seen. <laughs> yeah, that's great. But uh, thanks, uh, Alan, uh, for coming on the show. It was an amazing talking to you. and uh, Absolutely. definitely would like to stay in touch with you in the future as well. Right on. I
0: loved it, man. Appreciate it.
1: All right, that's it for this episode. Make sure you leave us a review on iTunes and other social media platforms. And other than that, subscribe, click the like, notification bell as well, like always. Thanks for watching, my name is Seem. Stay optimal, stay empowered.